We would like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people who are the traditional custodians of this land in which we live and are recording this podcast. We would also like to pay our respects to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders, past, present and emerging. We extend this respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast today. Sovereignty has never been ceded. This was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Ladies of the House, a pedagogical podcast run by five ANU sociology students. I'm Dion. I'm Rachel. I'm Dummy. I'm Michelle. I'm Angie. And I'm going to start us off. This podcast is all about exploring the gender imbalances still prevalent within society today, specifically regarding the inconsistencies between men and women in domestic duties. Our project aims to educate the public on this imbalance of genders within society and identify how and why these societal norms have continued to prevail within a progressive society. To do this, we are also seeking out information from the direct public, that's you guys, so we can deepen our own knowledge on the circumstances, as sociology can only go so far without direct engagement with the public itself. Our three-part podcast will be compiled as followed. The first episode, which you're listening to now, will cover the, base, the background basics of the topic we're presenting. It will summarise the history of gender and domestic work and draw on academic literature. The second episode will begin the conversation with the public by streaming a live focus group interviewing men and their experiences with the d- divide of domestic duties. The third episode will be similar but opens up dialogue for women to contribute their experiences and thoughts. Now, given the smaller scope of these podcasts, with our focus groups only being three to four participants, we're also inviting comments from the wider society via an online survey, comments or feedback on these podcasts, and discussing with students throughout the streets of ANU. We've chosen to focus on this topic as we, a group of females, continue to recognise a gender imbalance within society, particularly towards the expectations and completion of domestic duties. This is from our personal experiences throughout childhood within the home, as well as acknowledging and interpreting the materials available within society through the media, such as stereotypes in movies, headlines in magazines, etc., and other modes also available within society. It is important to create an informative discussion on this topic, as change towards this predisposed norm cannot be stimulated or motivated if it's not highlighted and critiqued. Now, so that we're on the same page, I think I should define some what domestic work is. Domestic work consists of unpaid household tasks, including grocery shopping, cooking, cleaning, laundry, and the caring for children. Given the reproductive traits of women and the tasks that come with childcare, historic norms have concluded that the consequential unpaid labour should also be occupied by women. Meanwhile, men have occupied the domain of traditional paid labour. These cemented expectations and norms within society have led to the differing treatment of genders, despite the exact same engagement of duties. That is, men are typically praised for putting effort into being a father, while it is expected of women to maintain and act with motherly instincts. Thus, our project aims to break down these classical norms and unequal treatment of genders by generating a conversation and raising awareness or and educating the public on the prevalent issues with the within the still apparent societal gender imbalances. It is also recognised that we could have some biases towards this topic due to our gender, and we want to make sure that we're not attacking men or discrediting their own experiences on on stereotypical norms and societal pressures of gender, as men definitely have societal struggles with gender imbalances as well, such as being the breadwinner. 
This podcast is merely bringing light to a recognised imbalance of genders within society, while also opening up a forum for education and contribution from the public. Just to add to this as well, we are only discussing gender inequality and gender norms within a Western context, and more specifically an Australian context. Therefore, we are excluding the experiences of men and women in the majority world. I also recognise that within Australia's multicultural society, there is no fixed, wrong or right way that men and women should complete domestic tasks, as this is all categorised by factors such as culture, religion and family upbringings. We are only looking at cis-hetero relationships, which conforms to the binary construction of genders. We are aware that this is not an accurate and inclusive representation of our society and we don't mean to undermine or invalidate the experiences of people who don't conform to those gender con- gendered constructs. This is due to our limited resources and wanting to capture one specific and narrow element of gender dynamics. Hello, this is Angie and I'm going to provide a historical content from a broader scale. For a long time, gender inequality has been a persistent problem. Nowadays, more and more international conferences, including the United Nations Development Program, have drawn great intentions to gender gender equality issues and the, the empowerment of women due to its presumed link with countries' economic growth. And gender inequality does not only exist in developing countries, but also in developed countries. The Gender Inequality Index is a comprehensive measurement reflecting inequality in achievement between women and men in three aspects, which are reproductive, health, empowerment, and the labor market. Referring to the um, dimensions of this index, I'm going to give a brief review of gender equality development through the following three aspects. They are um, political representation, education access, and career development. From political representation, it is a well-known fact that women are not allowed to vote before the 18th century. In July um, 1848, the first attempt to organize a national movement for women's rights was led by Eliza Cady Stanton. And Australia became the second nation in the world to achieve the vote for women in federal elections. It took several decades for women to obtain suffrage they deserved and women's participation in politics still lay back in the 21st century, as women's representation in legislatures around the world is only 15%. Another point is education. In the past, even in developing countries nowadays or some backwards areas, um, girls' education rights were inferior or even ignored because the most important value in a girl is fertility. As a result, the lack of knowledge and skills make women strengthen their families, and such phenomenon seem to verify that being a housewife, giving birth, and taking care of children are what a woman should do. Besides the barriers of entering the work arena caused by education, Women still face unequal treatment, like unfair payment. In general, women work more than men, but earn less. Um, also, it is harder for women to get a promotion because of um, baby bearing. For example, because I'm from China, so in China, especially in state-owned enterprises, male f- employees are preferred because they do not have maternity leave, uh, unlike uh, most Western countries. Has some of the problems can be improved by regulation. And the maternity leave example just proved that, that 
the traditional concept of division work in the family should be changed. In fact, unfair division could limit women's creation and father's relationship with children. And our project would extend more details in this aspect. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. I'll be focusing specifically on the history and evolutions of gender norms within domestic work. Angie has just discussed the history of gender itself, stating that women are still experiencing inequality in areas of politics, education and career development. I totally agree with this. However, I also think that women have progressively become more equal in these areas in comparison to domestic work. This is not to say that there has not been progress in equality of domestic work. It is just to imply that it is not moving at it is moving at a much slower rate in comparison to other areas of gender equality development. So the occupations of women from the early 1900s to the 1960s were usually limited to nurse, teacher or secretary. When they got married, they were actually forced to leave their permanent employment to fulfil the role of housewife, housewife and mother. This phenomenon was called the marriage bar. This was established in the early 1900s and was abolished in 1966. It essentially intended to keep women from stealing men's jobs and to accelerate the birth rate. This law produced the stereotypical gender roles that we see today, essentially confining women to the roles of cooking, cleaning and childcare duties, and men being the so-called breadwinners. When these stereotypes are broken, women will often be judged if they are not putting enough time and effort into their home duties and looking after their children. On the other hand, men usually get praised for doing domestic chores. For example, Dion mentioned that earlier... Um, when men look after children, it is seen as babysitting, whereas women, when they look after children, it's seen as just doing their job. This continues to reinforce the societal norm that women should do the majority of domestic chores, thus contributing to the ongoing social problem of gender inequality. However, I do think that this is changing primarily through social media. So social media allows men and women to internationally voice their opinions on matters of gender inequality, therefore breaking the stereotypes that society have placed on them and that they, have also, subcon- that they also subconsciously hold, um, uphold because society expects it of them. There are Instagram accounts with large fol- followings, like the account of Maya and Hunter, who dedicate themselves to norm- normalising men being the stay-at-home dads and doing the cooking, cleaning and looking after the children. By vocalising their stories on Instagram, they are able to show their audiences that there is no rule book for what the um, role of a man is and what the role of a woman is in the home, which I think is so essential in progressing to a more equal and inclusive society. Okay, thanks for that, Rachel. Um, I'm Michelle now and I'm going to be talking about some of the um, research that has currently and previously been undertaken around this field and just give you some statistics and numbers to put with um, some of the concepts that we're talking about. So yeah, even though there's been a cultural shift in the gender divisions and caregiving responsibilities of mothers and fathers over the past, say, like half century, there is a persistence still of gender differences and inequalities in parental and domestic labour. And so these demographic and social shifts have gained a lot of attention from social science scholars, which has prompted a range of qualitative and quantitative research in the field in order to arrive at some conclusions about the current state of gender equality in-house in domestic work. 
And in research that was conducted by the ABS in May 2021, Australians were asked uh, how many hours a week they spent on unpaid activities. So the research is as follows. Um, The survey found that 62% of women spent five or more hours in the last week on unpaid indoor housework compared with 35% of men. And women also took on more caring responsibilities than men, spending five or more hours in the last week on unpaid caring or supervision of children. So that was 38% of women to the 28% of men. Care of other adults, 16% of women compared to 7% of men. And cooking and cleaning, 64% compared to 37% of men. So... um, yeah, men were slightly more likely than women to have spent five or more hours in the last week on outdoor chores and repairs. And that was a 20% compared to and 20% men compared to 18% um, women. And yeah, I think this research uh, has pointed to like a slow but steady pace of change in gender divisions of domestic labor. But one that is still combined with a persistence of gender differences and inequalities in domestic and parental caregiving responsibilities. And yeah, so as I was saying, we can see here that there is a really slow shift that is being socially prompted, but this data is also a reminder of how deep-rooted the role of, say, like the housewife is, which has been historically perpetuated. So we know after World War II, there was a push to take women out of the workforce and back into the private sphere. So men went out, they worked in the factories, they did the hard, laborious work and the work that they did was framed as something they did outside of the house that was so, like, onerous that it could not be sufficiently remunerated through wages but also required some sort of care-based compensation to be facilitated by women as housewives. And the, like, it became part of the general demand for the labour and union movements. Um, Also from the idea of the 19th century that like the family was the sole proper institution that is responsible for maintaining social order and reproducing the future generations. So yeah, I think the role that these women performed in the labour of this unpaid, just domestic work that they performed for free was like serving the foundation of the entire system of economic reproduction. So men would not be born or survive without this unpaid work. Um, Hence the housewife is considered unpaid work. And um, I think a really important thing to acknowledge as well is all of the, the, these roles that they undertake under like the housewife kind of title um, that doesn't function outside of capitalism. So that work is foundational to it. And without it, none of the rest of it would work, which I think is really important to think about when uh, women are constantly being told that these domestic roles are like subservient and kind of just supplementary to the hard actual waged work that men perform. But um, yeah, so look, like the research that has been undertaken over the past de- uh, decades has demonstrated a disparity in the responsibilities and expectations of mothers in comparison to fathers. And what seems to be a unanimous understanding in the cultural views of the family is that, yeah, although recently men have shown a willingness to spend more time with their children, change has been very slow and the proportion of men assuming equal responsibility is currently very small. So, yeah, uh, over to you, Domi, now. <laughs> 
Thanks, Michelle, for that. Um, that was awesome. So I'm Domi and I'm going to be like summing up the key themes that we've talked about and just like posing some questions to you guys listening out there um, to get you thinking about like moving forward as Rachel kind of touched on like how can we kind of break out of this vicious cycle. So yeah, that concept of a vicious cycle is something that I'm going to start with um, where like through these discussions we've noticed that like Gender inequality kind of creates this uneven domestic workload where women are usually taking up more work, um, but then also that um, under, I guess, uneven domestic workload continues and reinforces um, gender inequality. So it's like this vicious cycle where there's no getting out of it, it feels like. Um, and obviously, like, over time, there's been this constant, constant um, gender inequality in domestic work which brings to mind Ali Hochschild, a really prominent sociologist, and she talks about the second shift in her book um, and how women, when they get home from work, there's this expectation to continue working with this unpaid labour um, and to continue like supporting the home and doing those domestic chores to make sure everything's flowing well. Um, and, and largely that, that expectation is laid onto women. Um, and also you can see with like government reports and inquiries that there's this there's this cycle that continues of women being um, expected to continue domestic work after they get home from work that pays them um, and how that enforces reinforces gender inequality and gender stereotypes. Um, another th really important aspect to our project and to this main discussion and discourse around gender inequality is the idea of intersectionality, uh, which we briefly touched on in the start. So obviously for different women, uh, there is different layers of oppression and marginalisation. So it's really important to keep in mind intersectionality in this um, and a really, really important TikToker, AJ Clementine, she produced this TikTok that kind of talked about how her culture, her Filipino culture, expects her to um, cook and clean and do everything for the man in their relationship, um, as well as being a woman. So that just kind of got me thinking about how it's totally different for everyone and how that, yeah, that idea of intersectionality is a really key one. Um, also on that topic noting that our topic is specifically focusing on heteronormative and cis uh, people and we're not addressing non-binary people or same-sex relationships which opens up a whole new world of discussions and questions um, so I guess that's another aspect that we can yeah <laughs> we, we can't really touch on due to our, the scope of our project. Um, I thought it would be good to use some questions to get everyone thinking, all the listeners thinking out there to think about the future and how we might be able to get out of this vicious cycle, as I'm calling it. So I want everyone to think about where you see gender inequality in your life um, and, and specifically in the context of domestic work. So if you have a partner, think about who takes on more of the domestic work duties at home um, and what your jobs are, if, if any jobs perpetuate those gender inequalities in domestic work. Like, um, or if you don't have a partner, maybe at home when you think about your parents um, or how you participate in that domestic work at home. Like for me, I remember doing <laughs> more, more dishes than my brothers when I was growing up and just always having that expectation that's never said but you're always required to kind of fulfil 
I guess also keeping in mind like when you're thinking about these examples of gender inequality in your own life, um, are there any generational differences like in your grandparents or yeah, in your, even in your parents and then in your relationship if there's any differences? And this kind of touches on my topic of intersectionality. And then, yeah, I guess it's important to think about how we might overcome gender inequality and what we can do to kind of get out of this vicious cycle. Any daily, any daily activities we can start doing to like uh, break down those norms. And, and like Rachel said, social media is a really great, great platform that's kind of um, broadening the dis- discourse on uh, domestic work and who's taking up the load. Um, uh, yeah, obviously keeping in mind we're in a patriarchy, patriarchal system. So only so much we can do personally. Um, anyway, <laughs> I will just now wrap up what we've talked about um, and remind everyone that our next episode will be on a focus group with men um, and I guess addressing that aspect to domestic work and gender dynamics in that. So stay tuned. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.